So again, you're very welcome to our Holy Mass this morning. Uh, we have, sometimes we have misconceptions about our faith, right? What our faith actually means. What does it mean to be Christian? What does it mean to be Catholic? What does it mean to be uh, someone who follows Christ, right? Because if we're Catholic, if we're Christian, it doesn't just mean to be part of a club that Jesus started. It's something much, much deeper. It's something much, much more that our, our faith, the fact, the fact that we follow Jesus, this should actually change practically every aspect of our lives. It changes how we relate with other people, changes how we see and treat the world, it changes how we see ourselves, changes how we see the afterlife. Everything, everything changes. Everything changes depending on how we see God. I was over in Medjugorje a couple of years ago and a man came to me after Mass, and he says, uh, he says, Father, um, would you buy a Ford Transit van? And I said, uh, are you selling one? He said, I am, yeah. Uh, and I said, just, just kind of out of interest and half-making conversation, I said, well, what year is it? He said, 17, 2017. 2017 Ford Transit van. I said, right, how much is that going for? He said, two grand. I said, only two grand? 2,000 euro for a Ford Transit van. I said, how is it so cheap? Oh, I steal them, Father. You steal them. Yeah, yeah, I steal them. Then you see, with the money then, I, I come to Medjugorje like. I said, hold on, no, no. <laughs> you, you steal four transit vans and sell them to pay for your ticket to Medjugorje. That's it, Father. I said, but you, but you can't do that. I said, you can't, you can't, you can't do that. Like, you can't, you can't steal in order to get to Medjugorje, right? But then you see, I come to confession here, you see. No, 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 you can't do that. No, 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 hold on. Back up, back up the van. Now, um, you, you can't steal a van in order to get to Medjugorje in order to go confession for stealing a van. All right? You, does, that, does, that just makes no sense. I said, you've got to stop stealing. He said, my father, how would I come to Medjugorje if I don't steal? I said, you will find another way. Find another way. So like this kind of misconception that you can kind of, I don't know, uh, steal your way into heaven or something. I remember a, a priest friend of mine from Austria talking about uh, a guy he knew who said, look, faith is for, it's for the old people. Faith is for the old people. So we'll just kind of, I live my life now. Um, he didn't say it in Austrian or in German, have the crack, but more or less, that same idea. I will have the crack now, uh, enjoy myself, and then at the end of my life I'll convert, right? So that was kind of his plan. I'll convert at the end of my life when I'm old. And then I'll do the whole prayer thing, confession thing, and then we will be good to go uh, straight up. The guy died in a car crash. There was no time to convert or change. Uh, he hit a, a tree or a lamppost and was, was killed instantly. So there was, no, there was no time to convert. Our reading today says, says something just really, really blunt and, and really obvious. Uh, on two occasions, so Moses is saying to the people in the name of God, Today I set before you life and prosperity, death and disaster, then a little later on he says, I call, today I set before you life or death, blessing or curse. Right? So I'm setting before you two options. It's like you come to a Y junction in a road, okay? And here's the road that leads to life. Here's the road that leads to heaven. Here's the road that leads to happiness. And here's the road that leads to misery, misfortune, briars, brambles, st walking on Lego, right? Stubbed toes and hell ultimately, okay? So there's a road that leads to heaven, there's a road that, that, that leads to not heaven, okay? 
And what's so, I, I always find this, this, this line so interesting, right? Today I said before you, life or death, blessing or curse. And then he adds, choose life then. As if it wasn't obvious. But choose life. Choose life. Why does he have to say that? Because we don't. Because often we don't. Often we choose what's easier. And we choose, like we were saying yesterday, you know, to, to just satisfy whatever pleasure or impulse it is, which doesn't lead to happiness, doesn't lead to, 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 to a healthy family, doesn't lead to a healthy understanding or vision of ourselves, and doesn't lead to a healthy relationship with God. So very often, yeah, we, we choose the wrong path. And then we wonder, why on earth are things so bad? What has happened? How did I get here? How do I get out of here? Today I set before you, life or death, blessing or curse, choose life, that you and your descendants may live. Okay, so how do we do that? How do we, how do we choose life? What does that even mean? I think it's, it's I'm, I'm kind of practical by nature, so I always have to kind of whittle this down to, to something concrete that I can do, otherwise it's just airy-fairy thoughts. So, for me, if I'm going to choose life, that means choosing God. And if I'm going to choose God, that means I have to allow him to direct me. I have to listen to him, and I should do what he says. Because what he wants for me is my good. Very often when we are children, we don't understand why our parents do what they do. Why do they force us to eat broccoli? Why do they force us to get up in the morning? Why do they force us then to go to bed on time? Why do they force us to go to school every day? Why do they force us upstairs to do our homework every evening? Why are we just being constantly pushed to do things we don't want to do? Is it because your parents don't love you? Is it? No, it's actually because they love you. It's actually because they care. They want you to do these things. They want you to eat well. They want you to rest well. They want you to have a balanced life, a bit of sport, uh, good education. They want you to have a future. So they often have to, have to tell you things that you don't necessarily want to hear, but you know they love you. You know that what they're asking of you is for your good, but it's not necessarily what you want. Sometimes, sometimes not always, but sometimes with God it's like that. Sometimes he asks us to do things we don't necessarily want to do. Say, for example, you know, a bunch of your friends are going out and you know the plan is to get very, very drunk. Because uh, those friends always do. Remember this reading. I said before you, life or death, blessing or curse, choose life. That's one of those situations. Now, do I, do I, will I choose a situation where I'm going to put myself at risk and all the awful things that can happen when you're drunk or when you pass out or all those kind of things, all those bad situations that happen in real life. But this, this is it's set before us. Today I set before you, life or death, blessing or curse, choose life. Choose life. Just choose life, would you? Please choose life. Or again, there's some guy who's interested in you and you know he's dodgy. You know he's proper dodge. Right? And then again, same thing. Today I set before you, blessing or curse, life or death. Choose life, not him. Not him. Okay, because he doesn't have your best interest at heart. Ask his other seven girlfriends from last week. Right? He doesn't have your best interest at heart. He does not. So choose life, not him. You understand? See how this works in, 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 in real life? They're concrete situations, concrete decisions. 
where I'm either going to head towards, uh, head on, continue on this path of peace, this path that leads to heaven, or I'm going to start heading down a path that's going to start, it'll get, it's going to get progressively worse, progressively darker, progressively more confusing, and then you end up, as I say, a couple of years down the line going, how on earth do things get so messed up? Choose life. There's an expression that the way to heaven is heaven. And the way to hell is hell. That's a, it's, a bit, it's a bit simple uh, an idea, but it's, it's, well, I think it's actually, there's a lot of truth in it. The way to heaven, if I choose what God wants, okay, then I avoid a world of pain. I avoid so much suffering. I, I, I avoid so many difficulties and mistakes and regrets. Now, there will be crosses on the path as well. No, no one avoids them. But at least they won't be infl- self-inflicted. There'll be difficulties on my path, but at least the way towards heaven is heaven. Like, it means I'll have a, a healthy understanding of myself, healthier relationships, healthier family, and healthier relationship with God. Whereas the way towards hell, well, it's hell. I mean, you would, you'd be all too young, but what was it called again? Love-hate. You were all too young. You haven't seen it, right? Hopefully. Oh, you actually haven't. Wow, that's good. Okay, it's a, a series set in Dublin, actually, from a couple of years ago about... The, the, the gang lifestyle and the, 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 all that sort of thing. So they look, these guys look very powerful. They walk around the place, everyone's afraid of them, they have a lot of money, they drink as much as they want, sleep around as much as they want, all that sort of stuff. But invariably, like, they end up shot or threatened by another gang or in prison or betrayed by a friend. I mean, so it, their life, it's all this kind of gangster lifestyle. It looks good, it looks powerful. It just leads to just leads to death. Back to the most simple point that we made yesterday, which is so important. Today I said before you, life or death, blessing or curse. The person who's setting these paths before us is our loving Father. God. Who has a plan for your happiness a plan for your joy, and wants you to be happy with him forever in heaven. What he is asking you to do is good. What he's asking you to do will work. I mean, he looks, he's looking at you right now, because he can look, I can't, but he can look at you all simultaneously. And he knows your heart. And he knows that your heart is good. He knows that your heart is good. Maybe you've been dealt a difficult hand in life. And maybe you haven't reacted always as you should have, but he knows your heart is good. And what he wants for you is eternal happiness, heaven. So choose it. Choose him. Choose life. And you and your descendants, that means your children, will live. So we ask the Lord today to bless each one of you as you finish up your retreat here, we ask the Lord now to, to strengthen you all. Can you promise me, can I ask you something? Can you, can you promise me that you'll try and pray every day? Will you? Will you pray every day? I'm deafened here, just absolutely deafened with the roar of the crowd. Uh, will you pray every day, every night? Will you promise me, please, that you will pray every night? Okay? You do two things. One, the day that just went, you place that in God's hands. 
and then the other part of it is the day that's to come, i.e. tomorrow, uh, you place that in his hands too. So everything that, that has happened, you give back to him. Everything that's to come, you entrust to him. Can you do that? Choose life that you and your descendants may live. What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? It doesn't even take that long. Just a little prayer, last thing at night. Entrust the day that has just gone to him and entrust the following day to him. Do that and listen to what he says in your heart. Like one of you asked yesterday, does God actually speak to us? He does, but you have to learn to listen to his voice. You have to learn to hear his voice despite all the noise. But if you get used to listening to him, and then most especially obeying what he says to you. So when he says in your heart, uh, you shouldn't be going out with those people. When he says to you, mm, that program that you're watching isn't good for you. When he says, uh, that guy that you're following on Tinder, he has a really bad reputation. Stop. Whatever it is, when he points out something that you know isn't good, listen to him. And by doing that, you will choose life. And you and your descendants will live. Amen.